from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat, the New York hospitality, all Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. And welcome. It is Radio Night Live and it is Wellness Night. And we have a real treat for you uh, tonight. A couple of uh, voices that you've loved and appreciated uh, here at this microphone are going to rejoin us. And I'm looking forward to those conversations. And I also want to, at the top of the show here, say a an enormous thank you to uh, Frank Volpe, to Jerry Crowley, uh, Laura Schaefer, uh, the sales team at AM 970, The Answer, and Casa Belvedere as they hosted us today. Um, just making us feel so in the Christmas spirit and just such a wonderful time. Um, and I don't know about where you work or, or what you do, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, virtual connection that we have at the radio station and to have everybody in one room and being together, it's, it's, it's very rewarding and very uh, satisfying. And so thank you to Jerry. Thank you to Frank. Uh, uh, and thank you to Casa Belvedere working with Frank uh, that was able to make that happen. And what a just a tremendous, um, uh, just a tremendous way to celebrate uh, the, the specialness of this holiday. Um, all right. This story kind of falls into two buckets. There is a legal element to it which will obviously be discussed uh, probably on tomorrow night's show. But the Supreme Court decided today that it will go forward in hearing a case on access to um, an abortion pill that has been defended by the Biden administration and, and run into some uh, to buzzsaws in some of the other lower courts. The nation's highest court agreed to consider appeals from the Biden administration and the drug manufacturer Danko defending several moves by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration intended to make it easier to access and use Mifeprestone pill uh, in wake of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, when Roe v. Wade got overturned in June of 22, the Supreme Court ruled in Dobbs v. Jackson, Women's Health Organization, that the U.S. Constitution does not guarantee the right to an abortion and that the matter should be decided by the states. In the aftermath, now 14 states have banned abortion at all stages of pregnancy. Some have exceptions, and two others have banned abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is around six weeks of gestation. So you've got, what is that, 14 plus two plus two more. So what is that, uh, 18 states that have some degree of restrictions or banning of abortions altogether. The Biden administration and the maker of the drug are asking the high court to reverse an appellate ruling that would cut off access to the drug through the mail and impose other restrictions, even in states where abortion remains legal. Restrictions include shortening from the current 10 weeks to 7 weeks, the time during which mifepristone could be used in pregnancy. The nine justices rejected a separate appeal from abortion opponents who challenged the FDA's initial approval of mifepristone as safe and effective in 2000. The case will be argued in the spring with a decision likely by late June in the middle of 2024. That's going to be smack in the middle of the presidential campaigns. Um, and uh, mifepristone is made by New York-based Danko Labs, one of two drugs used in medicated abortions, which account for about half of all abortions in the United States. More than 5 million people have used it since 2000. Now, the interesting thing about this, and um, uh, Mrs. Idala, please forgive me for this, because this is going to be, this is going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to peg me as being political here. I'm, I'm really not. But, the, the the idea that the administration is trying to argue that Ms. Prestone is necessary 
for the well-being of women is pretty laughable. It's not laughable if the definition of what is well for women is to kill their offspring, you know, to take their child and to abort it and to take its life. Um, if, if you're saying that that's good for women, then you could maybe make an argument that this pill is necessary. But if you talk to actual doctors about the development of the woman's body and what happens in a pregnancy and where it comes from, you know, where the baby comes from and what happens in the hormonal changes and the other things, um, pregnancy is actually a good thing for women. Pregnancy is, is, a, is a part of life. That happens for only a certain period of time. The body acts the way it does because it is, it is in the pregnancy stage and is able to do things like produce milk and, and other things that, that are, that are good for the development of the body. And people that, women that go through pregnancies, and there's, there's studies that have been done on this, they have lower Accounts of breast cancer. <laughs> there are, um, as opposed to women that, that enter a pregnancy and then abort it, uh, the, the artificial interruption of a pregnancy the, the artificial interruption of a pregnancy has quite negative consequences to the body. And doctors won't talk about this, or abortion providers won't talk about this. Actual OBGYNs will. People that are truly women's health specialists, and particularly those that help bring healthy babies into the world, will tell you of the benefit of carrying a pregnancy to term and giving birth and nursing and going through the the benefit of all of that, as opposed to becoming pregnant the body beginning to go into those changes and then to artificially cut it off. The body, when, when the woman's body miscarries, there, there is a natural understanding. The body understands what is happening and it, and it deals with that loss in a, in a natural way that the body is accustomed to, to dealing with it. When you take a healthy pregnancy and you interrupt that cycle and you terminate that cycle, the body has not been prepared for that cycle to be ended. It has prepared for that cycle to go forward. So it responds in a way that is counterintuitive to the DNA, to the genetics, to the development. And that's why the, that's why the breast cancer rates, for example, of women who have had abortions do not look like the, the breast cancer rates of women who have had children and nursed healthy babies. And you can come to me and you can tell me, oh, but Kevin, that means that rapists or babies are going to be had and so forth. Um, I've said for a long time, I've debated this on Fox News and other places, if you want to discuss the limitation of abortion being relegated to those most traumatic circumstances, incest, rape, really the life of the mother is not even in question largely anymore because we don't, we just don't have, you know, life-threatening pregnancies anymore. Not, not nearly like we did in the pioneer days. So, but if you want to talk about incest and rape as being exceptions for people that have gone through those things, that's a discussion that I think is legitimate to have based on what people are thinking about it. Now, for me, it doesn't really change my view. If God has created that child, then that child's purpose is to be born and to find his purpose for them in this world. That doesn't change my viewpoint, but I'm willing to discuss restrictions in those two arenas. And the reason that my opponents won't do it is because they know that if you stopped abortions on all other situations, you would cut out about 99.99999% of the abortions that currently occur. So uh, now the Supreme Court's going to weigh in on the drug version of abortion, and we'll see where it goes. All right, we've got a big Wellness Wednesday for you. Kevin McCullough, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, Casa Belvedere, for entertaining us today. What a great place there on Staten Island. We really appreciate it. Come right back.
Hey, Kevin McCullough, wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. (laughs) So tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All right, every week I promise you that none other than Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan will be here to answer one of your real-life questions. And, Mike, this week's question comes from Alice on Staten Island. She says, Mike... Do my children have to pay my credit card debt when I die, Mike Connors? Well, the simple answer is no. Now, if you do own credit card debt and you pass away and you leave a probate estate, the credit card companies can put a claim in against your estate and then try to get the credit cards paid through your estate. So that's one of the reasons you want to avoid probate. And, you know, not that we want to stiff the credit card companies, but sometimes there's other creditors that may or may not be legitimate, and the best way to try to escape those creditors' claims is to avoid probate so when you pass away, there are no assets in your name alone when you pass away. Well, that is a pretty simple uh, answer, and friends, if you have a similar situation, um, you know, and you're you're thinking, well, I need to get some answers to some of these questions, why don't you call Connors & Sullivan yourself and set up an appointment? They are easy to reach, 718-238-6500, uh, and they have offices in five uh, locations throughout the tri-state area. So I would encourage you to uh, be in touch. The McCullough family has trusted them with our end-of-life uh, arrangements, and I hope that you will as well. Uh you can also send your own questions to Mike Connors, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, and he will answer them here with me each week and also on his own broadcast, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And then Sunday mornings, he's back at 11 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. <laughs> Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher doesn't find it difficult. It is really strange to hear people say, gosh, Mike, good for you standing up against anti-Semitism. Gosh, Mike, this is really bold of you to, to defend the Jewish people. How can you not? It's not hard. This should not be difficult for anybody. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys. McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough on the Wellness Wednesday edition. Always glad to welcome back uh, Dr. Marty McCary. Um, as I have said many times uh, since the onset of COVID from the very beginning, like the fall of 2019, that that we were going to learn more about what we should have known or what we needed to know or what we could have known that would have benefited us the longer we the longer arc we get out and it seems like there's a lot of things that are still coming to light that um have been either purposefully hidden or not very well revealed to the people and the public at large and as long as that continues i continue to hold that if there's another major health crisis in our country we are not going to know who to trust because the major people that we should be trusting 
trusting uh, let us down. Dr. McCary kind of taps into this in a recent um, Twitter post, X post, I guess is what you would call them now, um, where he said he'd love to have a conversation with the new CDC director on the issue of data. Dr. McCary, welcome back. Always an honor to have you. How would that conversation go? Well, good to be with you, Kevin. I think when the medical establishment rules by opinion, they get it wrong. And there's a a risk of getting it wrong. They don't have a very good track record. Maybe half the time they decide to rule with a guideline that's just purely opinion, they get it wrong. Uh, Opioids are not addictive. They got that wrong for uh, 35 years. Uh, Saturated fat causes heart disease. They got that wrong for 60 years. Kids should avoid peanuts in the first few years of life. They got that wrong for 15 years. So we have to go by data. And right now you're seeing them sort of guess with opinion, shooting from the hip with the new COVID vaccine. They're pushing it on young, healthy teenagers. I'd love to see that data. Um, here's the conversation I would love to have with the CDC director. What is your impression, Dr. Mandy Cohen, of the incidence rate, what is the number in terms of the incidence of myocarditis after the second COVID vaccine that we have in young, healthy males? There's a number there. There's an incidence of myocarditis, symptomatic myocarditis, that is one in X number. It's a number. I don't know if she knows that number. I think she's citing a number that comes from earlier studies with a low capture rate of myocarditis that make the complication look far more rare than it is in more mature studies, in studies that use better methodology. That rate is one in 2,700 young males develop symptomatic myocarditis. Now, she made uh, the misinformation statement that myocarditis was more common after the uh, infection than after the vaccine. That's not true. And actually, it's 5 to 28 times more common after the vaccine. And when people have natural immunity, it also changes the benefit profile, which kids have nowadays. So there's a lot of questions I'd love to talk to her. Where does she come up with the new vaccine, by the way, which was approved based on data from 10 mice in the case of the Pfizer new COVID vaccine? She claims the new COVID vaccine reduces the risk of long COVID. Again, misinformation. There's absolutely no data to support that. Uh, There are some studies that even suggest the incidence of long COVID has diminished to the point where it reflects the incidence of long-haul symptoms prevalent in the general population or in the population after any infection, not just COVID. Yeah. So uh, it, it concerns me that she's sort of giving her opinions, but talking as if it's absolute. Well, wasn't that the problem for all of COVID? That yes. the that the federal authorities spoke as though they were divine, and in reality, they were all shooting theories and it turned out that a lot of them were wrong and i remember you in particular being one of those that was show me the data i'm not i'm not disputing you but show me the data show me the data i want to see the data and they also then said and don't by the way talk to your primary care physician just go to the emergency room or just go to the pharmacist and just do what they tell you to do get the get the vaccine and then you'll be okay turned out a lot of that a lot of those ideas were terrible Yes, and it goes, uh, you know, there's a long history of this. So take, for example, a mistake where the public health authorities and the medical establishment had said that opioids were not addictive for 30 years. Okay, when they made that misinformation claim, when they just sort of went with opinion and without studies, guess who was fostering it the entire time? It was the industrial complex. It was pharma. And so now we have a system where pharma has a very cozy relationship with the government, with the White House, to the point where they convince the White House to buy their product with data from 10 mice. The government went ahead and bought this new vaccine that was approved two weeks ago. And they have a very cozy relationship with doctors' groups. They sponsor tons of 
doctor activities and conferences. They advertise in all the journals, so the journals have a conflict of interest. And they're running announcements in your CVS store. You go to buy a, a bar of soap in CVS or Walgreens, you name it. And you hear announcements from Pfizer on the overhead intercom system urging you to get the new vaccine as if it's an absolute, ignoring natural immunity, forgetting about the risks of myocarditis in young, healthy people. Um, so that's that. this is a pattern. This is nothing new. When medicine goes off the rails, it rules by opinion, and there's a heavy arm of industry that pushes it. Let me ask you about something you just kind of slightly alluded to. I had several listeners about two weeks ago shoot me information that I think Congressman Massey was bringing up in some of his questions on this. But it appears as though some um, branch practices of, uh, of uh, physicians groups have been, in essence, bribed or incentivized with a dollar amount per vaccine given to vaccinate their patients. Are you aware of any of that? No, and not directly, but if you think about it, um, many of the people talking about vaccines are paid by Pfizer and Moderna to run the vaccine trials. Many of the people authoring these studies are paid, and if they're not paid by Pfizer and Moderna, they're sometimes paid by Dr. Fauci's uh, organization, NIAID, or they hope to be paid by the NIH for a grant. So when the central leadership of Dr. Fauci and the CDC White House Industrial Complex, when they control the purse, when they control the currency of academic promotion for physicians, that's a very strong position to be in. So but the latest thing they're doing is creating all these organizations to combat misinformation. Well, misinformation is basically a code word for censorship. When they say, oh, we're working on addressing misinformation, that's a code word for dethrottling, censoring, uh, downplaying, and canceling different opinions from the main dogma opinion. Um, it's a risky business. When the government claims that they know scientific truth and they have to s silence other opinions from the medical scientific community, <laughs> that's a very that's dangerous That's a bad sign. That's a very bad sign. We're speaking with Dr. Marty McCary. Uh, come right back after the short break. Stay here. SRN News special report, an impeachment inquiry against President Biden. I'm Keith Peters. The House on Wednesday authorized the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden with every Republican rallying behind the politically charged process. The 221 to 212 party line vote puts the entire House Republican conference on record in support of an impeachment process that can lead to the ultimate penalty for a president, punishment for what the Constitution describes as high crimes and misdemeanors, which can lead to removal from office if convicted in a Senate trial. In a joint statement made after the vote, House Speaker Mike Johnson and his leadership team said, we do not take this responsibility lightly and will not prejudge the investigation's outcome, but the evidentiary record is impossible to ignore. This has been an SRN News special report. I'm Keith Peters. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Calling all patriots, join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Tweet us on Twitter. 
Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Mario Vukic of Hackensack University Medical Center. Intravenous immunoglobulin is a product that consists of antibodies obtained from several thousand blood donors. Immunoglobulins are proteins produced by our immune system as a reaction to foreign substances such as bacteria and viruses. They help identify and destroy infectious agents. Approximately 40 years ago, doctors started to use immunoglobulin to help our immune response to certain infections, as well as to tune down the immune system when it became overactive. It also reduces inflammation triggered by an immune response. This medical minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. For the first time ever, the movie Sound of Freedom is available now on DVD. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. What if this was your daughter? Sound of Freedom stars Jim Caviezel, star of The Passion of the Christ, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Sound of Freedom, available now on DVD. Quantities are limited. Don't wait. Buy it today and get the exclusive offer for our listeners at soundoffreedomnow.com. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom makes the perfect gift. Share this extraordinary true story with your friends and family. Get your copy of this powerful movie today. Sound of Freedom is available now on DVD. Go to soundoffreedomnow.com. That's soundoffreedomnow.com. Buy the DVD of this incredible film now online at soundoffreedomnow.com. That's soundoffreedomnow.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back on Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Marty McCary is my guest. And if you do not follow him on what used to be Twitter, now is X, you need to because his feed is probably more fact filled than almost any other physician in the country when it comes to covid research and so forth but like all of the physicians that are on uh, my broadcast um he's also uh, an active doctor treating patients doing what he needs to do to make sure that uh, people stay healthy and marty i was thinking about this as i was preparing to speak to you this week we have kind of hit that little section of the year where the covid spike happens but also the flu spike happens rsv spike happens uh there are vaccines or um shots for all of these things and i'm curious um given kind of what we've come through are there kind of some best practices that you're encouraging patients to uh kind of determine what vaccines they get what shots they get and to and to what degree the seriousness is getting them depending on age or stage of life etc and what are some of the guidelines that that you're going by with your practice Hmm. yeah so i think uh, there are a lot of ways to individualize care and a vaccine strategy. For example, the flu shot. If you work around patients in any healthcare setting, if you have um, uh, seniors around you, flu shot makes a lot of sense. Um, the flu shot is generally considered to have a very good 50 plus year safety profile. If you um, are pregnant, maybe the RSV vaccine could make sense. There are some good vaccines out there. We can prevent some severe illnesses. But the idea that all vaccines are good for everybody and we have to just, you know, push every single vaccine doesn't make sense. I mean, do we want to recommend the anthrax vaccine for young, healthy babies? No, of course not. That's a vaccine that was a total disaster and it was taken off the market. So there's a bit of a sentiment in public health that they've never seen a vaccine they didn't love. All vaccines are good in principle. But um, I think it's important to individualize the strategy, to talk with your physician. 
and sometimes a second physician if you have concerns. Um, you know, the important questions are, does this reduce or eliminate the risk? And what is the likelihood of reducing that risk? For example, some years the flu shot is not a good match and it might reduce the severity of symptoms in 5 or 10% of people who get flu. In other years, it could be 25 to 50% people that get the flu will get a downgrading of the severity. So I think it's a very individualized thing. Um, and and, and uh, when you're when you're walking through that with a patient, are you looking at their current um, <clears throat> cardiovascular health, their their current uh, strength of their lungs, and, and age of of the patient, and kind of where they are in life? Yes, all of that because. If you don't have a lot of physiologic reserves, then a little common cold type of infection can really push people over the top. It can really give them a hard time, um, which is why, you know, the flu virus kills people is they have a weak, a weak uh, cardiovascular system. They may have underlying frailty and then a little infection will put them in the hospital. So. Wow. Yeah, those are all factors. Yeah. Okay, last question. You talk a lot about the data on the COVID-19 vaccines and kind of how it's been manipulated. Do you, Dr. Marty McCary, still see a role for the vaccine or a version of the vaccine in some of the treatment that you apply? I mean, I think there are people that are immunocompromised who are otherwise at high risk of COVID. We don't have good data on who is in the hospital right now for COVID, not with an incidental COVID positive test, but who truly gets in trouble with COVID. Um, I'd like to see that data. I think it's reasonable for a doctor to say, look, you're at high risk, your immune system doesn't respond well, and therefore I'm going to go ahead and make the risk-benefit analysis and conclude that I recommend the new COVID vaccine. Um, maybe a child, for example, who is at high risk of COVID who's never had COVID, someone who's, say, born in the last few years and has risk factors of, of getting in trouble with COVID. Right. A pediatrician might say, you know, we might do one dose here or half a dose or... Um, Our pediatrician won't touch it, so it's one of those things where, um, I mean, I, I don't know that she wouldn't under any circumstances, but she's being very thoughtful the way you're describing. And I think that's what we need to come back to, this kind of common sense, match it to the patient, make sure that the doctor and the patient that know, that, that know the patient's health the best of all of them are the ones making the decision, not someone in the White House, not someone at the CDC, and certainly not someone, um, you know, incentivizing... Um, doctors to push it on people. Dr. McCary, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much for your insights. Good to be with you. Thanks so much. You Kevin. got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with absolutely every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and onto sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. That's 212-633-1231 or NewYorkCruises.com. This is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. 
Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. AM 970 The Answer. Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas believes that times have changed. This is, to my mind, a lot of the problem with a lot of people today. A lot of people in the church are this way. They kind of they kind of act like it's 1985. And I'm debating Walter Mondale. And yeah. uh, you know what? NBC, they're going to fact check Walter Mondale, what he says. The yeah. problem is we no longer live in that world. They are no longer doing the job they sort of used to do. The Eric Metaxas Show. Weeknights at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. What is one of the greatest gifts you could give to yourself or to a loved one? It's to live without pain. My mother, my mother lived for more than 25 years with daily pain. If I'd known about Relief Factor back then, I would have bought it for my mother. Now I take it every morning and every evening. I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, for almost a decade. I'd kind of given up on it. Then I took Relief Factor... Two weeks later, I was pain-free, and I'm still pain-free. More than four and a half years later, that's insane. It's natural. It's drug-free. It has ingredients that assault, that attack, that target the source of the pain, which is the inflammation. Don't you deserve to find out whether you could be the next success story? I think you do. 1-800-4-RELIEF-RELIEFACTOR.COM. That's 1-800-473-5433. ReliefFactor.COM. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh. All right, final few minutes with Dr. Jeanette Nishwat on this edition of Wellness Wednesday. So grateful, Dr. Jeanette, for your insight uh, and for what you've seen and where you've been. You really do have some unique um uh, perspectives on all of this, which is very helpful. But I want to shift gears because I want to go back to that happy uh, social media feed that I saw all these beautiful dishes being made in the in the Nishwat household and all of the, the, the Thanksgiving feasting and everything else. Yeah, I got so hungry, I think that I gained like five pounds just reading your social media posts. Um, so if that's the case coming out of Thanksgiving... And we're just opening the window here to all the parties. In the spirit of wanting to get through the, the holiday celebrations and enjoy them to my max, um, what are some good tips that you're letting patients know, hey, you can do this and it'll help you get through the holidays in a healthier fashion? Well, look, the holidays are once a year. Christmas, especially my favorite holiday, is once a year. So my my thing is just to enjoy the holidays. Just be be smart, moderation. You know, if you're going to try something, that's fine. But, for example, if you're a diabetic, you want to be careful about the sugar. For example, drinks. Say you're having alcoholic beverages loaded with sugar. Um, eggnog loaded with sugar. So you want to be careful with um, grazing and calories adding up. And it all starts with, number one, processed foods. Be careful with the processed foods. Lots of refined sugars is where we um, see uh, a lot of the calories that pack on people gain weight during the holidays. Um, so I would just say watch what you're drinking and watch the processed foods and stay active. Even though it's really cold outside, just make sure that you're, you're staying active and still getting 150 minutes of activity each week. That's the recommendation of the American Heart Association. Also still making sure that you're getting enough sleep. Um, seven to eight hours a night is, is the recommendation. And um, I say don't wait till New Year's to have a New Year's resolution. You could start now if you decided, you know, you want to maybe shed a few pounds or 
or change up your lifestyle um, by maybe it means no smoking or getting more fruits and vegetables and fiber in your diet, cutting back on red meat. That's not something you have to wait till the first of the year. You can start that now, and that way you have a head, a head start for the new year. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking as you were mentioning all of the lovely things that we want to enjoy, all of the desserts, you know, all of the all of the pies and the cookies and the eggnog and all the stuff you were talking about, it all comes out. Like people are like, you know, there's there's candy bowls sitting around with chocolates yeah. in them and stuff like that. So, um and and in the spirit of, you know, like wanting to enjoy yourself, are there things like maybe when you're not at the party or if you know you've got a party like this weekend, maybe you eat, you know, uh more green leafy vegetables all week long so that you're in a better frame of your 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 biology is in a happier place if you do indulge a little bit more on the weekend at the big party yeah, I hear what you're saying. So you're saying be good during the week and then have a cheat day, huh? Is that what you mean? Well, maybe, or, or, but is there, a, is there a sense that I don't have to like punish myself and not enjoy the good stuff at all, but maybe working in some of those things that you were talking about, those, those, those good green vegetables, the roughage, the fiber, all that other stuff, that helps the system, uh, do better, no? Sure, absolutely. Um, and again, I, I think, you know, uh, the holidays is once a year, and, and moderation is the key. I think uh, we have to keep in mind our happiness and our mental health is just important as our, as our physical health. And if you're going to try one, you know, cookie or one item that maybe is not a fruit or a vegetable, I don't think that's going to kill you. But you do have to keep in mind, for example, if you have high blood pressure and you're going to eat something salty or if you have diabetes, just keep that in mind to make sure that you don't overdo it because you know, we might just say to ourselves oh i'm just going to take a little taste of this a little bite here a little bite there all that grazing all those calories add up the sugar adds up and uh, the salt adds up and the key is um we, we don't want to spike up your blood sugar and then it shoot back down we want to keep keep it baseline level yeah, and you're it. absolutely right the, the fruits and vegetables can help with that well, and let me ask you this too, because I was just uh, talking to someone the other day, and they talked about this. You know, in the cold, colder months, we tend to not think that we are as thirsty as we are in the hot months. So I think water intake sometimes kind of goes down a little bit in the colder seasons. Um, making sure we're get, we're still drinking as much water as we're supposed to be is really key during this stretch too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, sometimes our bodies um, cannot decipher between thirst and hunger, and then you add the variable of temperature um, that can, you know, make, uh, trick your body. For example, some people, when it's freezing cold outside, they may be drinking alcohol to warm up and become can become easily dehydrated and put themselves in harm's way, especially if they have any underlying medical conditions. Um, but yes, it's just important, uh, just uh, important during the winter as it is in the summertime to stay hydrated. And it's even important to wear sunblock in the winter because we still have UV rays that that shine through even if you don't see the sun out and it's cold out, outside. So you're absolutely right about that one. Hydration uh, is important. That's why I always say to my patients, stay warm and hydrated. All right. So <laughs> Final question, and this is this is going to be on the more fun side. What is your favorite holiday dish? What what's in it, and why do you like it so much? Oh gosh, my favorite dish is a dish in, in Arabic. It's called wadid diwali, and basically it's stuffed grape leaves. And I actually had it this uh, past Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm not a big turkey. I person. think you made it. Um, I think I saw some some uh, Instagram on that. Oh my gosh, yes, it is so delicious. It's stuffed grape leaves, stuffed with rice and meat and spices, and then you sprinkle some lemon on it, and it's just so delicious. And, uh, I will probably make it again for, for Christmas. Um, uh, but that's my favorite, and I think probably because I used to make it with my mom growing up when I was a kid. I used to cook a lot. Not so much these days, but, um, it's the stuffed grape leaves, and also you can do the same thing with stuffed cabbage. Uh, and it's called well, in fact, in that region of the world, and I mean from southern Europe all the way through the Middle East, it seems like every country has a variation on that same dish, whether it's yes. cabbage or grape leaves. But there's always like some sort of protein, maybe a little bit of rice in there. And I've had it in many different countries and many different. And I got to tell you, that's it's one of my favorite. Uh, so good, isn't it? It's, it's delicious. Yes. It's incredible. But 
And uh, now you're just making me hungry again. So thank you. Uh, for, we started out with that, and then we're ending with that. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, always appreciate it. And uh, just for the sake of everybody's good health, if you, if you are feeling a little under the weather, and I got to tell you, this is a true story. That this is not this is not made up. We were in Italy. I was a little under the weather, uh, not eating the stuff that I'm normally eating. I had my little bottle of BC Boost there. I got the little sniffles. They were gone the next day uh, because, you know, the, the the nutrition of what I needed was was right there in them. So bcboost.com if you want to know more about Dr. Jeanette's uh, passion project as well. Dr. Jeanette, thanks for being with us tonight. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Stay here. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two and towels and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code Joe P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code Joe P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn. They went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity. And by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees. And now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to puttanesca and of course their fresh marinara they're family owned and operated it's authentic everything is made completely from scratch even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide they make it right there at michaels of brooklyn visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com join their sauce of the month club that's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations at 718-988-7851 michaels of brooklyn serving the community since 19 my name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom! You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammon at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. The Joe Piscopo Show. Mornings 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us uh, on this Wellness Wednesday edition of Radio Night Live. And I want to say thank you once more to Casa Belvedere for uh, having the entire Salem, New York uh, gaggle uh, to their uh, place today and what fun we had and just so appreciative and grateful that uh, we were able to have that time together. Really was um, a special way to celebrate the holidays. Um, you know... It, it never ceases to amaze me at just how um, interesting the days are that we live in. Um, I, I, Dateline Seattle tonight, friends. A history teacher at a Seattle high school gave a student a failing quiz grade after he answered two quiz questions true 
and the teacher marks them false. Here's what, here's what happened. A 10th grade ethnic studies world history teacher at the Chief Stealth International High School. The Chief Stealth International High School. That is quite a name for high school. Um, they gave this quiz. The test focused on understanding gender versus sex and asked students to answer a series of multiple choice and true or false questions. Question four on the exam asked students to identify whether the statement, all men have penises, is true or false. The student marked the statement true, and the teacher marked it as incorrect. Then question seven on the quiz similarly asked students to identify whether the statement, only women can get pregnant, was true or false. The teacher again marked the student's answer incorrect when he said the statement was true. Several other questions asked students to answer questions like, uh, when someone uses they, them pronouns, what does that mean about their gender identity? True, false, transgender people are gay, etc., etc. Now, the mom of one of the students went on a local talk radio show there in Seattle and expressed really heart-wrenching concerns. She got, I'm trying to wrap my head around how it is legal to teach inaccurate information and force students to answer against their beliefs or receive negative scores. She also claimed that the teachers have called her names like effed up and racist, product of the patriarchy, and wanting to teach young boys not to care about anything. Yeah, because that's what mothers do. The um, school just outright denied that any of this took place. Uh, the district's response to Fox News when they inquired about it said that a knowledge check quiz was administered approximately two weeks ago but stressed that the quiz results did not impact the final class grade for the students. They said the Seattle Public Schools course description for the Ethnic Studies World History class underscores that students will be investigating the global economy, society, and culture. So in order to understand the history of the global economy, society, and culture, you have to say that someone other than female can get pregnant. Friends, what we are doing to the next generation in these types of schools is child abuse. It's nothing short of that. You're forcing them to learn things that are untrue. That's gaslighting. And it's not right. Yes. Only men have penises and only women can get pregnant. And anybody who says anything other than that is a liar. And I don't know how that fits into the discussion about gender or sex, but it's the truth. I'm Calvin McCullough. Have a good night.